welcome back to the Peg Bar and Grill. My name is Sam Taylor and with me as always is Tim McCourt. Hello. Um, the Peg Bar and Grill is a podcast where we get the chance to chat to some of our um, heroes uh, in the world of animation um, and have a drink um, and shoot the shit after work. Uh, this time, obviously, we're doing it over Zoom um, and we recorded everything um, on video as well, because why not? Um, and we put them up on YouTube so you can you can watch them there on the line animation. Sorry, wait a minute. YouTube.com slash the line animation. Um, uh, and if you're watching it on YouTube already, if you head over to our website, the line animation.com, uh, you can find our podcast on there. Uh, and we've recorded about 30 other episodes with um, different um, uh, other different um, animators uh, over the last few years. Um, just want to take this opportunity to thank the BFI network. Um, they actually got in touch um, sometime last year and asked, inquired of whether or not we wanted to do some more podcasts where we interview some British filmmakers. And if so, they would be willing to fund it. We obviously took them up on that very kind offer. Um, so thank you to the BFI. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they're a national lottery funded institution uh, who have been hugely important in funding emerging filmmakers both in the kind of animation sector and also live action. Um, they have a short film fund which is open twice a year um, for aspiring filmmakers or, or anyone who just wants to make uh, some short films. You can find out information about that if you head to network.bfi.org.uk. We also post that link in the bio below and as well as like information to their social media accounts where you can find out more information about them and the funding. So massive thanks to the BFI. Um, on this episode, we got the chance to chat to um, a couple of guys um, who we've both um, been following for years and have been massive fans of their work, uh, Will Anderson and Ainsley Henderson. Um, they're two uh, animated filmmakers from Scotland. Um, they sometimes work independently, they sometimes work together, and I've always just been fascinated about um, how that collaboration works, uh, how their process um, comes together, uh, how they produce such um, interesting short films uh, and it was a really interesting conversation where I think we um, learned quite a lot yeah I it was so great talking to them I have nothing but the utmost respect for people who continually make short films it's something I wish I was able to do and having the opportunity to talk to them I think I learned a bit more about how you can accomplish that for so for any of you guys who are aspiring filmmakers I think this interview is hugely valuable Thank you so much for your time and thanks again to Will and Ainsley for uh, joining us for this chat. Cheers. Yeah, so we were just saying before we jumped on this, Ainsley, you're out in the middle of Northumberland somewhere. Mm -hmm. A big farmhouse. It's southwest from Newcastle, near, near Stocksfield, living on a big dairy farm. There's great ice cream there. It's okay. good ice cream, yeah. Yeah. Wheelburks ice cream. There's a plug for Wheelburks. Yeah, nice. It is good though. Have you I been down? Have you been down uh, yet, Will? Yeah, yeah. We um, get the train out to was it Gorebridge? To uh, Riding Mill. Riding Mill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like Gorebridge. Corebridge, is it? Corebridge. Corebridge. Yeah. Right. A few times, yeah, but like maybe three or four times during this film. I'm in Edinburgh, so I'm trapped on my own in the flat just working away so you were but, in a, are you still working glasgow or you you work for Edinburgh. a company 
but, yeah. you, but you were working for a company in Glasgow, but you're based in Edinburgh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I do design work now and again for a company right. ISO Design in Glasgow. But um, my own, yeah, my own studio is here in Edinburgh in a place called Summer Hall, which is like a wicked arts venue. Well, there's normally loads of gigs. There's no gigs now, obviously. Yeah. Um, is the festival yeah, going ahead this year? Yeah, so yes, it is, it, but mainly outside. You're coming, right, Ains? Because I think you're. I, I think Becky's playing, right? Yeah, at my my partner's a folk singer in a folk band called oh, The Young. Oh, they've, they've got a gig in. I think they've got. Have they got one? Have got more than one? They've got at least one gig. So me and her and our little boy are going to be in Edinburgh for a while. Yeah, you should come up. You should come up, and we could put uh, some gigs. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, when is it? August. The whole of August, right? Yeah. Oh. Like most of August. So we were trying to figure out, like, what you guys just before we got on the call, like, what you guys' relationship is, because you don't like. It's fucked up. <laughs> well, well, we met on Tinder. Yeah. So. yeah. And then you moved it onto LinkedIn. Now you're on Facebook. <laughs> we quickly moved on Slack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mountain relationship, yeah, and the, and the tensions out of control. Is there tension between us at the moment? So, well, it comes and goes. I think it's all right. It's manageable. I thought it was fine all the time. Is it? It's the impression I was getting. Is it easier or harder over Zoom? Do you reckon the tension? Oh, Zoom's great, isn't it? We all love Zoom. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a funny thing. Like I, I, we had a conversation recently, Will, and you pointed out, you rec you think, because I, I have a, a little boy who's two and a half and, um, I have no one. <laughs> Will's completely alone. Um, and so I, I moved out of Edinburgh then, but you reckon we've done more work together since I moved away and had a yeah. child. Yeah, I think so. In the period before that. I think we're more focused. Well, yeah, I think I think definitely between I think you're more focused. Right. I'm I'm not trying (laughs) I've always been more focused than you. (laughs) I'm not trying to be a dick, all right? But you are more focused now, I think, because you have to use your time more carefully. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So um, where did you guys meet? Was you is it at university? Yeah, we yeah. met at school, Edinburgh College of Art. Okay. Yeah, I was the year above, um, and yeah, I remember like showing you about the department actually. The first, can I tell them the the moment that Will and I met? Oh, yeah. fuck no, right. In fact, there's two because it's it's vague, but there's two there's two moments that I remember being aware of Will. The first one was when I came to visit the animation department. And the tutor turned to a boy who had a plasticine head on a wooden stick and went, Will, can you show Ainsley around the department? And Will, like, showed me, pointed a few things. But we didn't really, he didn't really, you know, we didn't really connect then. But it was, we were just two strangers who he had to awkwardly show me around the studio. But the first moment we really met and got to know each other a bit was Will caught me in the corner of the studio, turning the... There's a, there was a, 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 a kind of mainframe computer that had all the stuff for the department in it. And yeah. Will finally turning it off at the wall. 
to teach it a lesson because it wouldn't it wouldn't fucking behave itself. We was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Turning the computer off at the wall. Said, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. What are you doing? So the first time you met like properly, he was bollocking you. Well, he's just he was just astonished at my uh, lack like, of oh, it works when I do technology. That. Huh? You're like, oh, it works when I do that. Like, mate, you can't do that. And it still is like that a little bit. Like, you know, you know, you'll get annoyed at technology, and I'll be like, whoa, 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 slow down, don't fucking smash it, don't turn it off the wall. I think that's fair, right? Uh, well, it's just, you know, I'm 10 years older than Will. Um, wait a minute. So when you were looking around the college, Will was already there. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So he's yeah, a year was, above you, even though you're 10 years older. I was old. I, I was, old. I, I was um, you know, I was having a midlife crisis and I went back to art school when I was 30. And Will was just, Will had just gone kind of, did you go have a year in college before? No, I just, no, just went to just like whippersnapper, straight in. Yeah. And so I think it's that thing, it's that generate that slight generational shift where it's like you probably were using a computer from when you were a kid. No, I, not really, actually. No. I think I was just out of that. But but I think maybe when I got one, I was I knew how to use it properly. <laughs> Don't you that was like twenty eight, I think, when I got my Whoa. first laptop. Wow. Yeah. It, um, and that was two years before I met you. So I was. But, that, you know, but that's even quite late, right? I mean, for, for that age, like I guess it, you were. It is. It is. You must have been late. avoiding it to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you were like you you had a, you had like a full on proper music career before you got into animation, right? I mean, I had a music career. You had? Didn't you have like a number? Like top ten single in number right? five song. That's well. fucking in that's proper career, man. If in you got UK a number, charts? yeah. Wow, that's mad. That's the coolest thing. That it, so not. It, it, what, was the, it, what was the music video for it like? Who directed it? Oh, it was humiliating. It was so embarrassing. It was so. It was meant to be like a pastiche of a kind of sexist pop eighties thing, and I look at it now, it's just like. It's just a sexist pop 80s. <laughs> Who directed it? Was it you? No, 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 no. I was being a pop star. Was, was that, that uh, so much midriff in it? That's what I like about, about that. Yeah, I should have watched it. Yeah, you got to go check it out. I don't rock those t-shirts anymore. I'm not with <laughs> the midriff for that. Now. Oh, you know what I'm wearing today? Is? Not to draw attention away from your pop career. Do it. Just because you said, Sky's a Lynette. What's that? The uh, Sky's the Limit Limited Productions. My name's his uh, company. Oh right. oh right. And it's like it's got like the worst logo you've ever seen. But we got it printed <laughs> on t-shirts. But it's like, you know, it's just it's fucking excellent. Really. So, so you guys do have like a, a you do have a company. There is like a a connection between the two of you because we, yeah. we I, I was just thinking like, is it weird that we got got these guys on the same cool together because because they don't you know. even like each other we've <laughs> 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 not spoken in years uh, no, no, like, no, you look no. online there's no official kind of thing joining you guys up right it's no just... 
Well, we, we have a company together and we called it Sky's the Limit because we thought it was the worst name for a company. Good sense. <laughs> that you could imagine. <laughs> Love it. And we like the idea that it, you Do know. Do you have a website? Uh, no, no, it's not really like, we call, we call them the Sky's guys. And that, the, their name's Ash and Billy, not Ings and Will. So it's kind of like a weird sort of, uh, what would you call it? Like, um, yeah, sort of pseudonyms, right. But um, so there is a website and it's listed, but it's not like it doesn't describe you guys at all. It's it has no, it's, it's the guys the limit website. We've had a we've had so a couple basically you've just printed a t shirt. Is that what you said? <laughs> is it like a is it like a registered company? Is it yeah, yeah it's a registered have, company. So they have to have your names on it then. It is a limited company, and what we love is that it's called Sky's Limit Limited. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our accountant it's, uh, it was so funny just telling him that like we were going to call it skies the so it was skies the limited but right. it was just fucking stupid did this all happen during did, did this all happen during lockdown <laughs> no this has been going on for a long time we've always kind of joked about it as like setting up this terrible company like, and it was probably part of like a TV show idea or something. But then mm -hmm. we ended up actually having to, you know, incorporate for bigger jobs and things like that. So mm -hmm. we ended up actually doing it, but just keeping it sky's the limit. It started because um, we made, I remember we made a joke advert for Royal Bank of Scotland <laughs> once. And it was just like, it was just like the worst advert that you could make. It was, I think it might still be on YouTube somewhere. Um, really bad. And it was a whole thing that we quite liked the idea of about setting up a terrible, terrible company and making adverts for people and then just telling them, hey, we've made this ad for you um, and seeing if we could get any any traction from it. Sending an invoice and see if it would get paid. <laughs> but, like you, in this day and age, you just get takedowns for that stuff now. Yeah. Well, to clear things up, though, we actually do... Like we actually each have our own company as well, where we work. So like, Ains right. is making a film, and that's through his company, and I'm the producer of it, and I have my company for my work. So we like we do do a lot of work together, but we also do a lot of work separately. Sky's the limit, just for like the things that we have like a 50 50 percent stake in each. Right, right, right. Which and is which is for like bigger if we've gotten a film idea, a big film idea or something, we'll put it through that. That's kind of how we so, I mean, that kind of so, like this this podcast. We're doing a couple of um, additional podcasts, and we're actually being uh, we were asked to do it by um, uh, the BFI in Film London, so that uh, we could kind of talk a bit about like film funding because it's um, they wanted us to kind of talk to like filmmakers who might. Uh, I guess like be supported by film funds or um, who'd be interested in it and I guess like that that kind of leads on to that like if you're when you're talking about using this company in order to um, I guess like when you're making films together kind of like split up 50 50 mm -hmm. like one is it more beneficial to do it that way uh, rather than just having one of you take the money and then pay the other one and then what kind of like how do you go about f film funding um that's a good question well for so we're doing a bfi shot at the moment 
and it's yeah, and it's going. So we're this is the film that Ainsley the series halfway through earlier. So I'm the producer. It goes through Ainsley's company, and that was a decision that we made pretty early on, wasn't it? It's that because it again, you've got your own films. I've got mine, and we collaborate. But this film was very much yours. You had been thinking about it for quite a lot, long time. You had done some development of it, and uh, definitely going to write and direct it. But it made sense for me to produce it when it when this PFI thing came along. So, yeah, although I am, I guess, part owner of it, it made a lot of sense to put it through Ainsley's company. Is is that for ownership reasons? So, like, if it was on your joint company, then you'd both have fifty percent of whatever the kind of like intellectual property of it is. Yeah, it kind of is for ownership reasons. And it's actually a bit of an odd way around because typically it would be the producer. It would go through the producer's company. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we we often have an odd way of working and we go around unusual routes. But it was, I think, right at the start, I we started it in my company and I was, it was... Um, they, the, one of the stipulations was you can't you can't be the writer, director, and producer. It was one of the BFI funding right um, conditions. Is that um, why was that? Do, do you know why? Well, because well, because they think I, I I'm guessing that it's just it's just too much pressure for one human being. Like I think I toyed with the idea of doing that at the start. Um, and I'm so glad mm. that I didn't, that they that they wouldn't let that happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn to say that, well, you didn't really have any great desire to be producing. Um, no, no this is your uh, first pro producing credit. Huh? Is this, well, was this your first producing credit? I mean, technically I've, be, I've had, like, because we, when we've done work, I'll have produced... I'll kind of take the producing side of stuff. We're doing like a commercial thing, technically producing, but in terms of like a film, yeah, this is the first like, like I produced and directed my my previous short film, but it wasn't funded. It was it's easy to do that, you know, mm. easier to do that. But yeah, this is my first proper producing credit on a film, I think. But it's like I definitely see it. It's like it's it's such a important thing that. You have a producer and they're one step out of it and you, you would know, say that as the producer though <laughs> such but, an important role in the production yeah, absolutely it's essential. I, think, yeah. I think i've i think i've been a little cynical about or not cynical but i don't think i've given the role of a producer as much respect as i now think it deserves because i've done such a good job of it you've been exemplary yeah. You're just following the sun. I'm just trying to get it out my. It's just setting. It's just a bit intense right in my face. Yeah. But um, I I've enjoyed it though. I think um, I am quite organised. So it like it it sort of has been probably quite good for both of us, like me to have learned it all. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a bit of a journey so far, to be honest. Mm. But um, yeah, things like I thought, I thought it would be just like, oh, you raise the money and then you're good to go because we know what we're doing. 
but it's not like that. It's like you're questioning things all the time, you know, in every way. Like, mm. you know, the story, the characters, the. I guess like, it's probably like we're talking around it right now. But what what is the what is the what is the film? It's film. It's a film called Shackle, and it's a nine minute. At the moment, it's nine minutes long. It's a it's a stop motion animation that takes place all outside in the woods. Wow. How the hell do you control the lighting for that? You, you don't. <laughs> uh, I just let it go. I just kind of, I just kind of embrace it as part of, part of the right. joy of it. Some of it's at night, so the nighttime stuff it's a bit stiller. Hmm. Um, but I'm just kind of going with it. So you, you know, you're animating, and then the, the lights kind of shifting right. through the trees as it's going. So you're shooting it near where you live. Then yeah, out in the countryside. Yeah. I'm shooting it on the on the land here on the farm. Wow, it really is. It really is mad because, like, obviously, COVID hit. Like, you had started a so we were kind of doing it all over Zoom. You know the planning because, like, just to put it in a bit more context, there's there's a we've made this camera control rig so that we can do moving camera through the woods, wow. which is like, it's it's a big job that. Get, we're getting that made by our, our DOP, who's a bit of a genius, Ruin Suits, he's great. He made this rig. So it's like it's like, like a technical, like, you know, uphill struggle, getting that in there and moving and programmed so that you can do stop frame while, before the sun goes down. It's kind of like, it's kind of mad, but it's, mad. it's but kind of it, great. You know, it's, look, it's working. So do you control, do you sort of get, instructed on how to kind of set that up Ainsley or does he your DOP come down and he's been down a couple of times okay he's a genius he's amazing he's like technically like it's mind-blowing the stuff he's done he's built a motion control rig like ordering parts from China and getting little motors and then like writing the program that programs these things and then having the box that you plug it into and and then he's like you know, it go it runs off the uh, the stop motion software and it's all it's all built. and he's he's built it all to run off like these big car batteries wow. so i'm l- lugging car batteries down into the woods and then plugging this thing and then it's like a big wow. you know dolly arm with a pivoting head and stuff moving this camera control rig and it all wow. runs on, on batteries so, yeah it's a full battery shoot really isn't it yeah oh, that's crazy Which, yeah, it's, it's it, it is nuts so remind me how long the film is again? It's about nine minutes. Nine minutes. And the crew is, I guess, you three then? Yeah. I mean, we've had help from some people who've had like a, a model maker. Story artist. A storyboard artist. Yeah, it's pretty small though. Like, you know, all of our stuff, like our early stuff, in it, it's all like tiny crews. This is probably the biggest one so far, really, isn't it? How many people in this crew then? In all, like armature builder, model maker, uh, we have an additional animator. Yeah, my, like yeah. maybe six or seven. Okay. It's it's yeah. Again, it's bigger than before, but. And yeah. and and so is that entirely funded through, through one source? Or That's yeah. the VFI. Yeah, we. Uh, okay. Cool. We went, yeah, so it's entirely funded by the VFI. Um, what, are, what, are, what is the BFI's expectations of the film afterwards? 
expectations? Well, well, their expectations are that it goes on the festival circuit and, you know, uh, hopefully does. Yeah, it gets distributed in some way, maybe on the BFI player. They, they have an iPlayer thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah the BFI. BFI um... But it's, it's, a great, it's a great thing, I think, for the UK. You know, you know as you know, the funding in the UK for these things is very minimal. Yeah. So like it really it really is a wonderful fund that has just opened up again, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd really encourage anyone who's thinking about it to to get involved. They've been great actually. Yeah. That's we're great. kind of nearly there as well. We're good we're supposed to be getting done by the end of the year. So it's like we've actually been on it for quite some time. And is that like that is that you guys sole kind of source of sustenance? Or are you doing, you're doing other jobs, you're doing other things on the side as well? Uh, we've got a few little things. At, at the moment, I'm pretty much on this all the time. Right. Um, we've got a couple of writing jobs that we've done together. Um, what else have we got on the go at the moment? You've I tend to spend quite a lot of plates, generally. I have more time than you in Shackle, because you're obviously on the ground filming right. all the time. But we've got like, we're finishing our first longer film, which is just feature length. Wow. And uh, that's, the, that's the two of you together again. Yeah, yeah, that's, this is one we've been doing for a long time. So we're like- And is that being funded? We, we, have some, we have minimal funding for it. We've done it on a shoestring, which isn't surprising, but it, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a, a like a non-fiction feature, weird documentary sort of meta thing. It's like, it's really hard to fund. Like, God, how do you, you know, it's hard enough to fund any normal documentary or film. Yeah. Like this one's fucking weird. Are you the producer on that as well? Technically, yes. Whoa. So we have, we, have another, we have another producer, Finley Fretzel, right. who, a brilliant filmmaker actually. He made a film called Time Trial a few years ago about the cyclist David Miller. Um, but check out, it's really good. Uh, he's producing a company called Parcel of Robes, which came out of the Scottish Documentary Institute, which is like this uh, company that we have up here in Scotland that really pioneers documentary. It's amazing. But um, we started the film with them and then they've become a charity now. So now we're moving over with this other parcel of roads and we're like mm. getting there and it's, it's really nearly there we've got like i think we're on like third rough cut is it that right Ains? Third rough wow. cut. i mean there's been a lot of cuts it's been is it fully over. animated no <laughs> it's, it's part documentary part live action shot and then and then with an animated character in it yeah it's again it's kind of it's kind of meta in that it follows will as a, as himself and it took i mean we've been shooting it for eight years wow seven or eight years i, I mean on and off probably been seven years but it'll be eight by the time we're done yeah so you're doing it while you're making all these other films and stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. all these other meta films you are making a meta <laughs> film <laughs> Honestly, you know, like, and I, you were making a meta company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <around it. laughs> uh, this one is particularly, it has a lot of layers, this film, doesn't it? 
you, you, we kind of fought it a little bit just to give you a little more like you know context like it's about my my mother got cancer about eight years ago in their mouth and she's alive she's she's she got through it oh, that, yeah. it was like a really you know at that time when you know someone in your family gets cancer you're supposed to bond and be like with the emotionally open and just be there for each other i just felt like it was the opposite like it's like I, it was it gave me such a fright and mm. i'm sure it gave all of us you know it, it gives everyone a fright it gave me such a fright so kind of just automatically started making this film about how it's how hard it is to talk about that stuff mm. and like me and Ains sort of wrote it which is weird, right? Because we're like writing a fiction film about not communicating properly. Mm. And, you know, we obviously, when you write a film, you write your way through it and you write your way to the end and you say what you need to say. It's, it was kind of flawed, you know, and failed like a bit as a film. And so we tried to make it anyway because we're really... So, sorry, this, stuff, this stuff's happening with your mum and it's really intense. And you guys, yeah. are, you guys are talking about it or you're also writing about it or like how, how how does that process happen because that sounds like such a a, a, a kind of full-on like yeah I suppose it is full-on it's like she was ill and she went through surgery and I suppose she went through it and she was she slowly recovered over years but as she was in recovery I guess we were like oh we need to write this film about communication mm. like let's put an animated character in there that's kind of like the cancer so we can speak for the cancer. That's right. kind of our idea. It's kind of, right. kind of nice, it's a little cat. The film's called The Cat Called Dom. This little black cat that's like, it spreads out like cells in the body, but it's cells on a computer screen. So it all kind of, there was all these metaphors that kind of made sense and like, mm. we do so much shorts with like, that are character led, both of us. So it just kind of made sense that we were going to do this freeform dialogue based character thing that's a documentary and half fiction and totally up my street, totally up our street, total brilliant. But like flawed, totally flawed. Cause like, you know, we wrote it and it, it just wasn't, it wasn't right, was it AIDS? Was it? I don't think it was. I mean, we didn't get funding for it and that's a big setback. So after some time, I lockdown really. I start, I, you know, I'm kind of sat there with it and we've got time, you know, we're all on our own. Started kind of pulling it apart and kind of eventually decided that it, it had to be about like admitting that it, we were making this film that failed. We were really, we're really resistant to that. I think we thought about that before, like, you know, years ago, didn't we? Like, could it be a film about making a film? But it's kind of annoyed us that because we've done that with like other shorts. So I feel like, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like, I don't know, like I spent today looking at like you guys individual films and, and trying to, and be like, you know, where, you know, what's, what's different about you guys? Like what's the, the, the common thread between the two of you? And I, I feel like, like Will, a lot of your stuff is um, films about making films. Yeah. <laughs> And Ainsley's stuff is about like, um, uh, I don't know, un unpicking traumatic emotional events from your past. Um, mm. So I, I, it kind of feels like you know, what you're talking about now is 
or unpicking traumatic emotional events, I guess, is like, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of almost ended up exactly between the two of you in terms of what you do. I guess that's, maybe yeah. that's like what's strong about the two of you. Like, it feels like, Will, a lot of your stuff, like as, as much as it's got an emotional core, it's, it's fairly sort of intellectual and quite meta in a lot of ways. And then Ainsley, like your stuff is like very heartfelt. Yeah. Um, yeah. That really, that's, that's bang on, I think. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. We said this earlier, like, I'm 10 years younger than you. <clears throat> Man, I was just wanting to do stuff and be funny. You know, and you were like, whoa, slow down. And we've always been, our, our relationship's always been a bit of that, hasn't it? Mm. I think I'm maybe slowing him down a bit now. Yeah, maybe I'm speeding up a bit. But... <laughs> You're right. I think uh, I think Dom does have both of those things in it, and I don't know to answer what you were saying. Sorry, well, sorry, what's it called again? A cat called Dom. Cat called Dom, right? And it's uh, yeah, I don't know. We we I think I think we thought about making it that kind of meta thing in the past, but I think the way we framed it this time is very different because it was like it was almost at the point of having to admit like it wasn't going to get made. Because it was, we had years of trying to seek funding, and we'd been given little bits here and there and stuff. But it was, it was really frustrating. And I think it was like a year went by where nothing had ha it hadn't moved, totally. and and we and we had so much stuff that we'd shot and so much we talked about and thought about, and it was just like, and 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 also, Will, I know how how like guilty you felt about having put put your mum and your dad and your family through the ordeal of not the ordeals a bit strong but you know the 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 strain of shooting stuff with them it's uncomfortable right. and yeah. it drudges up particularly the way we've done it it really drudged up a lot of emotion mm. um and will's mum was amazing and willing and generous and and it was like the, to have all of that and then to have the feeling of like that's it it might just sit on a hard drive forever and be one of those films that's wow. not going to get made and so it was the idea of like, okay, what if, what if it was just for Will's mum? What if it was just, we just put it all together as a thing so that Will can go, look, mum, this is, uh, we, we made this, I made this for you. And, uh, and here it is. And this is what we tried to do. And I'm going to show you and see what you think. And it was like, right, what if we edited the film together in that spirit? And I think that was a real like glue that kind of yeah. made, it, made it all make sense. Is yeah. that something that came from you, Ainsley? It was kind of both of us. We 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 knocked things. That feels like a very Ainsley narrative to You're inject into it, like the, the emotional sort of angle of that, you know, like just like something, just like just hit them right in the face with the most the most sentimental <laughs> right on the nose with like no, but I I'm sorry, that, that was a bit of a judgment on both of you, to be honest, but uh, I just wondered like. No, no. Sorry, right. sorry. You're you're right, Tim. We. I'm gonna be like really, like I remember the point. We were having a zoom in, and you went, "Is it for your mum?" Which is a really obvious point. Mm. But like, I remember you saying those words and being like, "Oh, of course it is." Like well, it gives, it's like a, it's like a rule then. It's a sensibility, yeah. and I, I think it was an. It's, it didn't. Maybe it didn't seem like it was an idea because. It seems so obvious because you have said in the past that like when you're making things that's one of your compasses it's like you you often say like 
you, you can't make anything that's too wanky and pretentious because you know your mum will go, what are you doing? Come on. I think I've probably made quite a few things that she thinks that. <laughs> yeah, but you've got an eye on that. You're kind of making stuff to make your mum laugh. When you were younger, that's what you would be. You'd make something, and if it makes your mum laugh, it's like, right, this is good work. Yeah, that is the compass. I. Um, how? How? Sorry, mate. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. And finally, when we kind of accepted that 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 was the new uh, device, it was like, okay, I'm just going to speak to her. Actually, I'm not going to speak to anyone else. I'm going to speak to her. It became. It's become this. It's finally the film that we were trying to make. It's weird and strange and funny. I, you know, it's so scared of making a film about cancer that's just depressing and not mm. useful. It's like, no, this, it's like, it should be laugh out loud funny and access something that's different, you know? It's like, I think we're getting that, so. Like how, how far into doing it did you know you were making a film? Were you just shooting stuff at the beginning or it was like really, like, cause I imagine at the beginning it must've been an, sort of like a really that's like a huge decision like something big is happening in your life like difficult to think about and sort of know what to feel about and to like start making a film about that in the moment sounds yeah. like a, a, a pretty um i don't know big move to make i think we were always thinking i think definitely we we're always like yeah we're doing it and there's a sort of weird ignorance about that isn't there it's like I think if I had known how long it would go on and how mm. challenging it would be, wow, it's like, it's a hard one to answer that. I think, I think though, because we had just made like quite a few shorts and we were on a roll, it's like, of course we're going to make another film. Let's go, mm. like, let's, let, let's, let's ride the wave, let's do it. And then just like, yeah, that, it's just, films are a bit like, they go on, it's like they have a momentum, don't they? And it's like, you know, suddenly like, or you're off it for a year and then suddenly some, you have a meeting and then suddenly it goes somewhere else and then you've maybe got some funding and then you're off. It's like, it's such a strange beast making a film. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe I, I thought it might have been easier at first. So it was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. I'm glad it failed. It's weird. I'm glad. Do you think that you might have thought it was easier, Will, because you'd made longer shorts? I think your shorts tend to become quite long quite quickly. Long and boring, aye. <laughs> no. <laughs> working on yeah, working on ways to make things as quickly as possible. Yeah. But you know, you'd make you know, longer it's, it's long, it's like you make longer shorts and so Yeah. Not being scared by that. No. Whereas yeah. like for, it meant for me when I think about making a stop frame thing of like hundred. Yeah, you were going shorter. It was like, wasn't it? You were get, you were getting your film shorter and shorter to like a two minute stems, and then yeah, it's funny. Can I ask like, what is your hope for the film afterwards? Because I guess once it's done, you have a kind of like property that you can, I guess, enter into festival circuits, but you could also get distributed or like streaming platforms or acquiring acquiring things at the moment. Um, do you have a kind of plan for once it's completed? You know, could you sell it directly online? I guess like, yeah, just what, you know, what your sort of thoughts are about how you can distribute it afterwards and what you'd like from it. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a, that's a, that's a funny one because, because of the change in like realizing it's for my mother, I, I do genuinely 
feel like I just have this weight off my shoulders that it's like it's honest authentic and I want to show it to my family and just for it to be like there forever like there that is honestly like a thing that I really feel good about but also I'd love people to see it you know and that's just you're always at, at odds with that like it's so it's such a shame to make a thing and then no one sees it. it like it happens with shorts all the yeah. time. Even like shorts that do quite well. Like, you know, probably all of us guys have had shorts that have done quite well. It's like how many people have seen them in a theater? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. So I guess my oh, I will because I'm partly producing. I guess it's like we are thinking about, uh, you know, who's the distributor if we're going to be able to get it into art house cinemas that. That would be my like top ideal thing would be it's in picture house cinemas yeah. UK and has like a limited release. And if it, and if we got it, you know, you know, internationally, that'd be fucking great in, in, but it is a, it's not like it's, it's a art house. It's an independent art house type film. Yeah. If we could get that excellent, if we could get on Netflix, fucking brilliant. You know what I mean? But, but the route to that, I guess is, is like getting shown in some kind of festivals like Sundance or something and then or getting picked up through that. Yeah. 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 So that's, I guess, that's our strategy. You know, at the end of the day, it's like we just got to make the film that's as best as it can be and it's honest as it can be, which is a weird thing because it's animation. It's like so dishonest. But we're like, we find this honest thing in it and it's like, yeah just getting it out there and getting people seeing it that that just that so excites me that mm. and maybe if it gets into these things maybe then we'll be lucky and it'll go on a big plat streaming platform or something but have you has your mum seen a cut of it at all no nothing no no not in this form not in this form she's seen cuts she's seen earlier russians because there's even bits in the film now of her watching early bits of the film in the middle and her reacting to it right um but it, yeah it's nearly there i think we're going to be done by the start of 2022 wow so it's like That's you were i mean we are we're like we're getting the music composed as we speak we just started that so it's like mm. getting there but uh, terrifying man terrifying like particularly when you're in it and it's yeah. your family and you know it's yeah. but i think it's kind and you know, it's honest. So, does it help doing a lot of different things at the same time? Because you've obviously, if you spent eight years on this, you've been making like basically like most of what's on your Vimeo channel is also been made in that time. I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. I uh, what in terms of shorts and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I well, me. I mean, you've done it too, Ains. It's like we we kind of both have went away and done our own shorts in that time and yeah. I remember thinking actually when making them like oh maybe this will be done before the feature's done mm. and that's just like a total joke because like <laughs> like we've done millions of them <laughs> like done loads of shorts and is that right this one yeah this one's gonna be a where is, is it, it like do you think it's like a form of procrastination do you think it's like made you guys more productive in terms of putting more shorts out there or is there genuine reasons why you put that thing to one side or like maybe a better way of talking about it is like how like when you you know when you wake up in the morning or when you're starting the month or whatever how do you decide what you're going to work on out of all that stuff mm. that's a hard one now 
hard to kind of remember. Well, it's, it's funny how we're all feature, we're like we can't the, remember. The feature film has been like practicalities, like like yeah. funding has been a it's been a real that's really dictated it because you know we've managed to we've managed to get like pockets of funding, and so it's like right we've got this batch of money so we could do could shoot for another few weeks and then do another get an editor and do another little edit and push it forward a bit and then we'd run out of money and then we'd have to go and do other stuff and then you know a few months later we'd get find another batch of money and then we'd be able to push it forward a bit more and mm. so that's that's a design factor can i ask like in terms of like on in that vein of like you know, you say you go away and do other stuff. Would that be, would both of you be doing like commercial projects or like, what is that other stuff? Because I guess like, it's interesting that you say that you only work on your shorts when you get funding. So they, you sort of see them as a, like a real job. Cause I think a lot of animators or certainly with us, like when we were doing shorts, we never got funding for our shorts. Like we only ever did it in our sort of spare time. Like, when we wasn't doing like freelance commercial stuff. So it seems that you guys have got a completely different system that's working for you. Well, I, well, I, I see what you're saying there. A lot of our, well, a few of my shorts anyway, haven't been funded. Okay. So like the most recent one, Betty and Have Heart Before, they weren't funded. They were like spare time things. So that, that was a bit more akin to what you're saying. But I think with, I mean, we did, we did another one, Monkey Love Experimenting. Mm. And that was, Funded. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe Film Scotland. Yeah, Green Scotland. Uh, what was Green Scotland? Was, uh, they're now called Screen Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a bit different with uh, stop motion because it's like you know you need to set up a studio, you need to set up, have a space, have a space, and it's like it's just a bit more labour intensive. I, I think when you've got when you can make draw stuff or do stuff on a laptop oh, that's easy is it <laughs> no but it's it's easier to do it like bit by bit and carry it with you i imagine you know you need a yeah. bit because you am i right in that half heart and betty were both done you you did them on the train or something is that you, true well half heart was on a train mainly to and from glasgow working what did you but, do it in what did i make it in yeah uh, this sort of weird, it's this software that no one knows about. It's called Moho. <laughs> so I like nice, yeah. before, like I've done a couple of talks and I'd be like, oh, I use Moho. And I, you know, yeah. and people are like, what's Moho? Weird, it's weird, man. Cause I literally have done like everything on it. Wow. Like Longbird, Have Heart, Betty, really? all of our commercial work, everything. Like all of our little birds things, for, like everything. Where do you pick it up? What and why? I picked up in college and just like started using it. And it was kind of like, it just got better. And, and then it actually, I think it kind of like got stopped getting developed a bit. That was actually during lockdown. It's, they stopped, I think maybe they were selling it. And I kind of clocked that and I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? It's like, <laughs> I use this for everything. Uh, so I started just doing Blender because mm. uh, like I was like, oh, I'm going to, see if I can do all the stuff that I did in mobile in Blender. And like you, it was actually you, Ains, who started using Blender. And you were like, because I started calling you Ains the Blenderson. Because you, <laughs> your, uh, your eyes for your models for Shackle, the BFI film, in Blender. And I think I was probably a bit jealous. Um, 
so the, so the technophobic guy who uh, you're telling exactly. me. I led the way. I led us into Blender. Wow. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shake that technophobe <laughs> handle off. You have shaked it. You have shaken it. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, shaked it. You, sure. You're, you're sure. We're all shook. You're shook. Yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks. If you guys could see what Ains is doing in the wood, it's mad. It's, it's like. <laughs> It's like I would love to see what Ainsley's doing. Thing moving, <laughs> and it to actually work is a technical marvel. So I think you have. I think you're there now. Ian. Stepped up, stepped up with that one. But I lo I loved what doing that on Blender. I designed uh, eyes and and eyes eyelids and eye sockets like as a little moving thing, so you could so you could uh, animate the lids and this eyes and stuff. And then so I, I designed it on Blender and then. Had had someone help me with it, and then we three D printed it. Oh. So they're like three D printed eyes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so they I was thinking like maybe you were gonna like track them on or something, but they're no. actually like like uh, working mechanical sort of. Yeah, like parts that. made in Blender and then printed out. Oh, okay. The whole idea is like it. There's no well. Originally, there was gonna be no post, but like like and that isn't strictly true but it's pretty pure it's like there's no rigs really very very minimal rigs wow like it's all like pretty much shot these gray armatures out in the woods and just kind of like just straight ahead yeah pretty mad i didn't realize how mad it was until you know after we could lock down eased a little bit yeah. and i was out there at midnight like drinking a coffee in the freezing colds before it started raining it was like Wait a minute, you're the producer and you had no idea what was going on on this shoot. <laughs> you what's going Did on. the BFI know about this? Well, yeah, fair ahead of that bit. I, but like, I, I suppose it dawned on me just being there, like, shit, this is crazy. Like, you've, been, you've been there, you've been there seeing things set up and all that. That was just, that was right in the dark and dirty middle of, mm. like the middle of winter in the middle of the mm. night. It's oh, like, yeah under a top column it's fucking like you know yeah it's pretty intense it's like it's like it's like half filmmaking half like everest <laughs> so, yeah it's like didn't you say it's like bear grills or something like that like right. Right. like an endurance i always find the planning for stop mate for stop motion the most sort of like daunting thing like when i watch it i'm always just like how how do you like get your, I can't quite get my head around how you like plan for it. And I, what I do you mean plan, plan? Like, it. I guess, I guess like in terms of, even just from a basic level of animating, you know, like it all has to be straight ahead, I guess, right? If you're, if you're doing stop motion. But I remember talking to one animator who was saying that he sometimes blocks his keys just for timing and then straight ahead afterwards. So like, mm -hmm. just as a kind of like throwaway blocking, but. I remember watching your short um, stems and I was just couldn't quite get my head around what would have come first there because you sort of found these, well, from, from I don't know how true it is, but from watching mm. it, it looks like you found objects, built these random characters out of them without any planning and then proceeded to animate them and have like a song that they were playing against. But I guess you would have had to have, created all those stems first and the track and i it it seemed very authentic to the way the story is told but i i it couldn't have been right 
it was it was it was kind of authentic. It's 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 um emphasized slightly in a slightly exaggerated way. It's like um often I would have a finished puppet. And then, so I knew what I was because in the film you see the puppets being made yeah. as their music, and yeah. like, and it looks like they're just evolving out of wire, and then they're a fully formed yeah. thing. And yeah. usually, I'd have a finished puppet, so I knew what I was working towards. Right. And so, all the iterations in the frames running up to it were I knew where I was ending up. Right. Um, and the musician Poppy Aykroyd was, she was. Usually I would have the bits, I'd, I'd have like the pattern of music as well to animate to. So I knew like, you know, 10 frames from now, this character is going to hit that thing. Right. You know, so I can kind of plan it in that way. But it was, I mean, it was pretty straight. It was pretty straightforward. Not straightforward, easy, but it was like, as you see it, it's like, it's pretty honest as the way it's constructed. That's amazing. It's, um, yeah, it, bl it's, it blew my mind just from a kind of technical point of view and also like an emotional, because I guess you're talking about these characters having life and then essentially they don't have life anymore. And um, I'll, I'll give you a very good, but big compliment from me on that film is that one of my biggest pet peeves with any kind of art is when art talks about itself. So like a song about song or a film about a film or... Or an or animation. When I see animators making animation about animation, it, it's it's a real turn off for me. Why? And that's one of the Why? few films. That's one of the few films that I've seen where I'm like, I loved it. It completely broke that rule for me. It was it was so good. No, I didn't it's... mind at all that it was referencing itself. You know, like I loved it for that. Why Why don't you like that? Because I feel like it's. Um, I feel like it's a narrow perspective when you can talk about anything. I feel like uh, it's uh, this. I feel like you're learning these tools in order to kind of talk about other things. Uh, so I feel like it, it's sort of like a uh, you're eating your own tail, you know, with the process. I don't, and I've never really seen anything. I I, I kind of agree with you on that point most of the time, but I I think most of the stuff that you guys do is kind of like referencing the process but it all it always somehow works for me well i suppose for me it's like you need something else you need yeah has, you have to be blended in it you have to be like we, will and i have a thing where we always ask like why why animation why have this element in the film mm. how do you just you have to justify all the stuff that you're doing in your own mind you have to have like a set of rules like we're like it's you know it's it's like you know it's revealing the process why and what else is in it why yeah you know, like, Often, you know when people come to us they want animation for things you can see straight away it's like they, they just want animation they don't have a reason for it do you know what i mean yeah. it's, like, it's like like our film like so we just have to relate it to our own stuff but like monkey it's like it has to be the from the monkey's point of view it makes total yeah. sense and like, we're not going to train a monkey, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. animation, yeah, perfect. You know, yeah. like going into the mind. We could have trained a monkey. We, we could have trained a monkey. I think it would be more expensive, probably. And yeah, I, I guess like that is true though with the, with the stems. It, it's sort of, a, it's more about life and death than it is about like the, about it being animated. Although that, and I guess it's the- about, 
it's about aliveness. It's about what yeah. makes things feel alive. Yeah. And not alive. And you know, music's like that. And yeah. It's like, and it is about that. Like I, I love when I'm I love when you're, you know, when you're making something and there is a little moment that it's like suddenly it's like a guy is a little a little kind of character is looking at you. And it's yeah. like it must be the same. You know, you're working on a computer or you're drawing something it's like you start throwing shapes around and then suddenly when something takes on a character it's mm. alive and it's like part of your mind goes is delighted by it by seeing this life in this thing in front of you it's, like, it's cool that because you're projecting yeah. it onto it you're bringing yeah. some life in your mind it's like and that's what animation is it's it's there it's is so something that, sorry there is something about animation that's always that's always been like quite self-referential like if you look at some of those really early like Windsor McKay things they've always got the guy in it like drawing it or the hand coming in and like drawing the stuff and you don't really see that you don't see that with like orchestra performances or ballet or what they don't go like hey guys this is like a you know this is like a ballet performance really? um, but there's something about animation I don't know what it is it just like it feels like it's such a fucking insane way of making things that you have to be like Every this now is... and again, remind people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I like. I, I think it's a fascinating. I think you should. The aliveness and people buying into characters is the kind of, the, the incredible thing about it. But you should use. I feel personally. I mean, obviously, like it's just my opinion. But I feel like you should use that tool, to then, explore other things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've, uh, not exclusively. I mean, I think that your film is a perfect example, and it kind of puts my theory to shame because I absolutely love it. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like it's sometimes, it's a shame, like, when I, when I feel like if that's the only thing that you're going to talk about, when, mm. you know, you've got mm. so much to explore, you know? I, I guess, I guess that the, like, one question that I wanted to ask you guys is, like, how much do you make your films for animators? Not very um, much. Not at all. So, it's, I, I think, um, like, we do, like, I, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for both of us, but like we, I think we've had a, we, we've had a joke like that we at arts get, uh, we study in animation. We shared a distaste for animation. One of the things that we first got, which is bullshit, because we love anime. You know, I love animation, and Will, I know you love animation, um, but we don't. I know I don't love animation for the sake of animation. It's like, yeah. um, and that's not what I'm looking for when I watch an animated film. You know, like, you know, some of the best films in my opinion some of the things i love the most have terrible adam elliott is he'd be the first to talk about how terrible he almost makes a thing of making terrible animation um but it's the heart in it it's the the sentiment of it and what's being said and all of that stuff um that's but you just guys, but you guys obviously do energy into the the quality of the animation as well though right is something that you care about the movement oh oh yeah 100 percent. i mean i i'd say you more than me and... yeah I, I, well, as soon as i finished as soon as i finished that sentence sentence i thought yeah the opposite of this is totally true i obsess over the movement and there is something about a piece of movement like when, when a character moves in a certain way mm. it's like when you get it in a way that satisfies you it's like it's like a it's like playing a it's like a bit of melody you know that sounds really wonky but it is like hearing a piece of melody that's played really well or sung really well when a character moves it's like and you get it right it's like oh it's beautiful 
I don't, I don't think that's the same thing as making something for animators, though. I think yeah. people appreciate that who don't know the craft. Um, and like coming back to dance, like I, I, every now and then I'll go and watch some dance thing. And the, and the thing I, I really like about watching dance is that I have absolutely no point of reference for it whatsoever. I don't know like what I'm looking at, why people are making these decisions or doing any of this stuff. But it's it. But you can feel like that there's stuff happening, you know, like there's something clever going on here. There's something like like honest or, you know, like heartfelt happening. Mm. Um, and I think mm. that like I think that stuff can transcend. It doesn't, you know, just because you're doing something that's, you know, so sophisticated animation doesn't mean that non-animators are not going to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, all the I mean, all the whatever Pixar films mm. or Disney mm. films that have ever been made of whether you like them or not, the animation is super high quality. Yeah, and uh, and even when like even as a kid, like you remember like the the smallest little things, the smallest little like gestures and like facial expressions, like really stick with you, mm -hmm. um, even though that they you know, even though you're not an animator, you're just like a little kid. It was just yeah, like yeah, that yeah. the way somebody's mouth moved or you know said a thing. Yeah, there's a know. few things like there's one that always like stuck in my head was when um, it's in Lady and the Tramp, and it's when the dogs looking that like it's hunting one of the. The dogs that's been nicked and it's like a bloodhound and it's like sniffing the floor and it's like picking up all this kind of like uh it's like tasting the floor as he's doing it and like that always stuck in my head as a kid that scene like uh and when when i look back at it now i'm just like oh it's because they've just put so much yeah, energy some, into the character of that yeah somebody who stayed really late and like yeah. obsessed about that, that over the weekend and, and that and it is and that's dance in a way isn't it it's yeah, the same yeah. it's dance it's like something is being so much is being communicated to you i was watching uh toy story 4 for okay. the thousandth time because i love it <laughs> you know, my little boy loves it so we watched it together but it's like that bit when the way bo um pulls woody's hat down yeah it's just like i watch it and just think whoever animated that it's like so tender and it just yeah. like says every it's like tender and slightly patronizing and just like mm. she's just and it's just her tipping his hat down it's just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. like you say that's not for animators that's human all humans yeah 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 read that stuff yeah i guess that's what's interesting about animation is that you're you're kind of actually you're making it for people who might not know about animation but are masters of like reality you know like as an audience member, you understand when something feels odd or feels weird, like instinctively, even if you don't know why, you know, and that yeah. I guess as animation and animators, we are trying to like distill and boil down, you know. Yeah, it's especially with human beings, like when you see, because we all have this map in our minds that we're not really conscious of, of like, we know how a human being moves. So when yeah. it's a bit wrong, your 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 mind's immediately like no nah, not not having that mm. i'm not buying it um, i think like what i like what i like about your stuff will is that i feel like in your stuff you you understand that movement so well that you can find humor in stuff moving in a very different way like i was watching um the uh, have heart and oh, yeah. the the ducks the way they kind of move it and is so there, I guess there is a, an element of like natural movement to it, but it's so counterintuitive to how you would, if someone 
just going to animate a duck you know what i mean they wouldn't think about yeah. doing that way and do you and then also like all the rig stuff you've been doing with i think blender where like there's i guess the movement isn't the most natural but it's there's something super appealing about that and how is that because you understand what makes something novel through movement mm. i i think it's a lot well say have heart for example i would see it like in a really logical way like it, it's almost i know it's not human but the way that i would add like because you know animation can be so bad like you said like just animating it and just getting the weight right i'm obsessed yeah. about right yeah so that in that instance it's more like okay I, i'm just gonna obsessively make make it like as human as i can right uh, and then that makes it more credible in my mind for some reason because it's a human story or whatever but yeah. since then, I'm like, I'm more excited kind of about what you were talking a bit about before in where you were all talking about it. It's like being like surprised and like, like excited by things moving like on their own. That's, yeah. that's the new thing that I'm like pretty obsessed about at the moment. Right. That's why I'm, that's my kind of ultimate goal at the moment is like making work animate itself and I think that kind of came out of have heart and Betty and all that because when you when when I've done so much animation you know 2d digital puppet animation I have done far too much of it you, you know you, you get quite fast at it and you you know you can you kind of there's a method and mm. you know it kind of but when they have a voice and then they start acting and they start blinking and start breathing suddenly it's like oh my god like it's so exciting and I guess just that what I'm doing now with Blender, I think, is just trying to find that next step of that, like this new level of like they're animating themselves and they're coming to life themselves. And I am just so excited by that. It's like being, it's like being a god, really. Yeah. Like, you know, that sounded like a pretentious monkey bastard. Like suddenly it's like my dream, I guess, is to is to kind of just make animation just happen. Like with our, Live. yeah, with our, <laughs> thanks G, you, I was on a fucking roll there. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's more about like being like surprised, like things coming alive that I'm so up for at the moment. Mm -hmm. We're talking about it in terms of like, how do we make a show like that? You know, because like, you know, we've, we've all made shorts and we're like, what do you do? You know, we're making a short right now, but it's like, I'd, I'd like to make a system that means we can make, make like a massive thing. That's so like, that, like, it's like maybe a show or a film or a, a theater show. Or I don't know, but just like, just so that we can kind of make more stuff. It just fucking excites me that. There's what, I mean, what is it about like, I feel like if we were having this conversation, I don't know, like eight years ago or five years ago, whatever, we'd probably be all just like, I, maybe I'm wrong about this, just really excited about making shorts. I mean, you guys are already making a feature eight years ago, um, I guess, but like- um feel like miserably. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like what, what, what is it? Like why, why is now that all transferred to a sort of everybody's wanting to make longer form things? Is it just you, you feel like there's more that you can't get across in five, 10 minutes or like why? 
or is it is it about how people see it because i guess that you know we were talking about do you make animation for animators um uh but like is it important to you guys that you know a thing would go out on a streaming platform or you know like the way in which people consume things is it important that more people could could see it yeah i mean that's a that's a that's a tricky one i think i think maybe just to like we do like quite a few different things like we've done like a few theater shows we're working on a theater show i've been making a game for a while mm, you know yeah. like it's like it's almost like just getting i don't know i'm not speaking for you necessarily. i think for me it's like it's just getting it's, it's almost like just getting as much out as possible is super right. important to me just like another another sort of crowd of people are seeing animation and beautiful stories somehow that's so exciting so it's not like a specific thing i don't think like i don't want to rush to make another feature film for example mm. like, to like get it out in a cinema at all it's like i just want to be excited by making stuff and people seeing it thing it's, it's so funny because like my my sort of understanding of what you guys have been doing over the last eight years is, is quite different to what you have actually been doing, right? Because you've been, you've been doing a game, you've been doing this short in the woods, you've been doing this beach film about your mum, mm. like there's so much there that's going on that you have no idea that, you know, mm. about that people are doing. Um, mm. And yet you, I, I kind of know you for your like, whatever you put up on Instagram or Vimeo or Twitter. Um, and it's a, it's like a really strange thing that like, mm. you know, there's this, there's these, there's these two kind of versions of yourself that are out there in the world. And I guess that it sounds like the, the one that's more important to you is, is the kind of longer form stuff maybe, or the, or the game stuff or whatever. The amount of content, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, I guess I hope that it all comes together. You know, it's like the, the stuff that I put, I, I've been obsessing of, you know, with Blender and rigging, I've been really getting rigging, like, I guess it's all kind of just a way of bringing it all together, really. It's, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm just working on the mechanics of how we do more stuff. And, you know, obviously it all feeds in though. And it's like, we're making things and then ideas come out of that. It's like, it's just like a, a way of, yeah, I hope it's a way of bringing it all together, really. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that, it's, it's a hard one though. I, I hope that people see, maybe the Zigo getting in the way. I hope that people see it as like, they make beautiful animated emotional films. I hope that, uh, that, that they put themselves in. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. But, but I guess it's, that's not up to me really. You know what I mean? It's like, we'll see, maybe, maybe that will land. I don't know. It's a tricky one. You know, you said um, you like there was a hope they would all come together. What, 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 what is that? What, what, what do you mean by that in terms of like what is the ultimate goal for you guys? Like in an ideal world, um, you know, I know that's a big question, but in relation to like your your careers, like making uh, animation, like is the hope that you? Because I'm fascinated. I love short films. I always have done. Like, and I think it's. I've never been able to really see how to monetize it or to make a, a proper living from it. So I'm kind of fascinated by you guys as people who have been doing it for the best part of 10 years, you know? Um, 
and so when you say you know i i hope it all kind of like resolves or come together like what what is that hope what's the end game i always thought it was say like like a tangible thing like would be we have this like we have this show like we have this like long form thing that i that we've built together and we throw infinite amounts of stories at and the characters are characters that you learn to love and you know them like inside out to the point where they're like family because like like what you know when we're kids like we what you know you mentioned you remember these bits in animated films that to me i think is like super powerful so if i can build something that can do that and i'm kind of i kind of don't want to do it in a way that's like graft i want to do it in a way that's natural so that we can almost just work with great actors and you know improvise actually because it's you know it's such a ta it's such a skill you know doing what we're doing and that's not to undermine it at all like mm. it's these amazing stop frame animation and you know like i'm okay a puppet animation whatever but it's like i want i want to look for a new i want to kind of find a new language i sound i sound like a dick i hate hearing <laughs> myself saying that <laughs> it's like, oh, no. and i think what that is is like digital puppetry in my head Right. Which I'm not pretending to like. I t like people have talked about this for ages. So me and Ains, we, we're trying this out a bit. Like we've always done this improvising thing where we write together, record our voices, put ourselves in our own films. And I think like the dream for me, can't say it's for both of us all the time, but the dream for me is that we can just kind of just do it. Like, does it have to be like this thing that takes forever and is it better that way? Mm. That is, there's such a conflict between like the. It feels like from the from the outside, I have no idea how you guys write stuff together. But it seems like there's probably some kind of loose script or some ideas or whatever. And then you sit down and you record yourselves talking to each other, and a lot of it is improvised. And then you animate over the top of it. And I think it like it comes off like it all just feels like super natural and and in the moment. But that. But there's this like moment of like create creativity right right at the beginning yeah which must feel like this explosion and then this like really long tail on totally, the end of it totally and i've got that bit so i got the production down to like like i could do them in like a couple of days or a week you know what i mean if we're doing you know it's like we're, we're pigeons flying about scotland mm. or whatever. but it's still like a bit of a graft that you know and, and i mm. guess there's pleasure out of that you know like you know you know you know more than us like amazing beautiful art making amazing beautiful art it's amazing it's like there's a pleasure you get out of it i think what i'm saying about what i want to get to is that creative explosion bit and it all happening there mm. and, and rigging's a bit like that because you're you're setting everything up you're like you're rigging the whole world and the characters so they're ready and then like you just go and it's like being at a theater it's like being a you know there you're in it you know, like that. So your goal is to use things like uh, 
motion capture and yeah. physics and things like that to make to automate like as many part bits as possible parts of it as possible. I think so but then you like my, my thought at the moment is like oh well you could get great actors and you could get the facial stuff you know but obviously motion capture a lot looks like motion capture right. just finding a, I mean, and again I'm, there's probably people doing this really well just as an idea mm. just do it in a stylized way that's mm. 3D and like that looks great and that we can tweak and like that that fucking so fucking exciting that mm. well, that seems like something you are exploring so how close are you to like implementing something like that i think not that far away and like but uh, i don't know it, it's more like finding the right idea you know what i mean and mm. now that's what we're sort of trying to do which is like okay well, what's our show you know but I, I don't I don't know what that is yet necessarily. It's more like it's it's a bit like maybe it's you guys as a studio. It's like you've got R and D going on. It's like that's my R and D. Yeah. We're just like okay, I'll just it's not it's time well spent because I'll yeah, like yeah. I'll just you know work on this capture stuff and see what you know what happens. Probably really rudimentary and you know but whatever. It's like if it does a job, I'm like super excited by it. And when. When you talk about like getting this show, is it something? Is it a process that you're you're developing so that you can kind of maintain the freedom you have when you're creating short films? Because obviously, if you get film funding, okay, you might have to get scripts signed off initially before the funding. But once they give it to you, it's just sort of like you go and make it, and there's no client or or feedback rounds or anything like that. Is is the thought that you know? Because as soon as you start actually getting money. Okay, right. You're shaking. Yeah. Like uh, you do get a little money. bit, but yeah. All right, but uh, surely it's not as bad as if someone's giving you, you know, Coca-Cola are giving you X yeah. amount of money to make a thing. Um, yeah, totally. So is the is the feeling about doing a series in this kind of cost-effective, quick way that you could essentially fund it yourselves and make it on by yourselves, um, or is it that you would you'd get this system, you'd write these stories, and then you would try and get commissioned because I guess that puts you into a world of, you know, now you have a client essentially. Yeah, that's a really good question. I wonder, like, you know, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, if we got like 10 million pounds or more, sorry, like 100 million to make a film. Don't know if I'd want to do that, really. Mm. I'm not really sure if that would be better. Do you know what I mean? You don't know if you'd want to do what? Like make, right, okay, you get, 100 million for your next stock in animated film like maybe you'd really like you, you gotta take that surely bro i'll take it yeah. <laughs> you gotta take that. but like wouldn't do it you have to spend it all on the film that is yeah. the question yeah that's true so 99 million goes in the old skyrocket and then <laughs> million pounds on the but, but you know like as a creative person it would be like i think for me i don't know what you think but like for me it would be like this there's this desire to just be able to make stuff more easily actually that's probably what i'm getting at right so it's yeah. probably less like all right let's get uh netflix to, to buy the show and you know pay for the show or whatever and it's like i think it's more just like can we just keep doing what we're doing and you know make it the way that we want to make it it sounds it's so big that that's a really no, but, it, but I think I think no, it's, it's true though. Yeah. Sorry, gone. There, there it is true though because the more you know, the more money that you have, the more expectations and the more things you have to deliver and the more stress and 
it's as much about like designing like processes, isn't yeah. it? Is, is designing the actual art because mm. it's like figuring out what makes you happy, you know, what what's an mm. enjoyable way of working and mm. what are the results. And it's it's like really easy to be seduced into thinking like, oh, the higher the production, the more money, the better this thing will be. But that doesn't, it really doesn't work like that. Doesn't. We think, I think we've said it before, our best stuff is probably so far, you know, like maybe our earlier films were better than the funded ones. They were freer. Yeah. Yeah, it can. It can. And I think Dom is better. Because it's, you know, we were let, we, we could do what we wanted and we worked it out. So have you guys, I, I'm interested in this because I, like, I guess that this is, this is like a, a, a really significant difference, I guess, between the, the sort of way me and Tim have gone in our careers and the way that you guys have gone. You don't seem to do a lot of commercials. We don't. Is that, and that must be, I mean, assume, I'm assuming that's a choice to some extent, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, is it? It is. It is a choice. <laughs> Well, I think we've been a bit ambivalent about it, right? You know, and that's a choice. And I think we've learned that if you're a bit ambivalent about getting commercials, you don't win the pitches. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's yeah. Because you really got to you really got to chase it if you want that stuff. You do, you do. And people Have you are pitched great. on commercials like for. Was you ever signed to production companies at any point? Um, we were signed. Like, you were. Right? Ardman, yeah, yeah. We were to Ardman for a while. We were Ardman, yeah. Um, we did, yeah, we didn't do very much. But again, it's like you said, it was just very obvious that we weren't hungry enough to like win that, you know, serial commercial. But like, and do you think that that's because you guys didn't, you didn't want the, you didn't want to put up with the politics, or you didn't want the you didn't want to waste time on that stuff and you want to focus on your own stuff or like where, where do you think that comes from it's funny isn't it because we definitely tried for a while didn't we Ains? you know we did some talks and we, we did try but there was always this thing this niggling like and i don't want to i don't want to put it like you know oh we're you know we're like really wealthy and we don't need it it's like no we could you know we don't make that much money like we probably needed those, we would be great to have got a commercial, you know? But I just don't think we were very good at that. We're not very good at like being those guys that make the commercial because we're like- Which part of those guys do you, are you not good at? The making the commercial or the like being I, in the meeting? I think and... the making is fine. Like the actual making it, but it's the wanting it and the like the, 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 the pitching it and yeah. you know when because that's so competitive right mm -hmm. like i remember didn't we weren't we in japan Ains, and we were we met becky and joe oh yeah and we were like and they were like oh we're we're we've started this job and it's uh for xyz and it's like we pitched on that and we lost it and they got it and it was like it, it was just quite eye-opening like it's quite nice though because i remember they were in they were like oh we just were happy through this commercial and god it's stressful and it was so great to escape it and get out here and and have a little break before we go back to it and it's like wow who gets to go to japan in the middle of making a commercial <laughs> isn't it <laughs> <laughs>
I'm surprised you weren't there, Sam, because every festival I'm at, you're there. What are you talking about? I thought I thought <laughs> you were just at all the festivals. I've been to like two festivals and you were at both of them. We famously <laughs> don't get into festivals. <laughs> yeah. So. You guys are the one with all the award, yeah. ones with all the laurels on your videos. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we have we have done we have done some kind of, I think the thing is with commercials as well, you need a real you need a real clear brand. You need a real clear look and you need to know what it is. Like you look at Becky yeah. and Joe, they have such a they have such yeah. an aesthetic, such a style. Yeah. Mm. So you know, like clients know what they're gonna get. Yeah. I think um, you know, we we have we have an aesthetic and we have a style as well. But I think also we're always we're always kind of changing that and mucking about and it's like mm. really good to to really have a commercial life i think you need to have something you do and then you need to keep doing it and do yeah. and, and and refine it and but then having said that we have done a little bit of like things with birds we've Stugan done a few on a, Stugan on a greg Stugan on a greg guy it's our best thing yeah i love that so <laughs> i saw that at annecy actually i think uh, yeah that's weird. Done, done quite a bit of bird stuff but again it's not really it's been commercial, but yeah, but you know, not really. Like you know, we do the odd charity thing, and do you know you what I mean? That adult swim short, right? The yeah, yeah. How the, did that uh, come about? Dave Hughes, he's a producer there. Uh, he's great. He kind of trolls the internet, and uh, so he did this show called Off the Air. I don't know. It, it's, it's brilliant. It's on YouTube. It basically he finds all these. He, it's there's a one word, so like our episode was liquid. He finds all these different like things from the internet by creators and he stitches them all together in a really kind of creative, mashed up way and makes these uh, shows called Off the Air. They're 10 minutes long. So he asked for our, we, we saw, we had these little two ducks splashing in the water. Ains wants to splash and I don't. And uh, just stupid little fun thing. And they put that in it. So like, that was like the first thing. And then he started commissioning shorts called Adult Swim Smalls, mm. which was the idea that they would commission a short and, uh, or a series of shorts that are character led that maybe go to series. I, th I don't know if that was strictly the, for all of them, but that's what our one was kind of right. pitched at. But then recently we actually went back to them for, we did a Christmas thing with the puppetry thing that I've been working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was like a test of like, how do we animate like, you know, like, like with digital puppets. Um, but same thing, Adults from Smalls, and we pitched it to him actually. So okay. that was that was like a fun little thing. But, um, but yeah, like yeah, I, things like that we do. Like we did a thing with the birds for a for a theater in Le in Leith here in Edinburgh to try and raise money for them and awareness. But like not commercials. It's funny. Like we. I do design work like a lot mm. for this design company in Glasgow, ISO, yeah. which is great because, I mean, it's, I mean, I do 2D design stuff. That's kind of what I do. So it's, it's great that they're great and I kind of help out them a lot. So that means that I can do other things that I want to do, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, How many days a week are you with them? It's kind of, it's a freelance thing. So I'll, oh, I'll okay. go, I'll, I might go six months without it and then I might be right. with it you know, a month or two. But yeah, it's really yeah. nice stuff actually. I, I hadn't come across it until I started looking at your your work and yes, yeah, so like a 
pretty consistently strong portfolio of stuff they do. And like, it seems like all the clients are quite like legit. Yeah, well, they really like, I'm sort of speaking for them obviously, but they they do a lot of stuff for museums. So it seems to be like, like there's like international museums uh, Mm. need a lot of interactive and screen-based work. And it's really like, they've really kind of got that market. And do you creatively direct that stuff or are you mostly just- I don't actually, I kind of come in as a designer and just right. designer on it. Um, do you like that role? Do you like I quite like it. Yeah, I do, I do like it. I've, I've learned like a ton from it. Mm. Like even like today, you know, I, I'll have like, I'll put a design sheet across and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's good. And then it's like, you need these other eyes and these other thoughts. And then mm. you just look back on, you know, your Slack threads and you're like, wow, it's so much better. Mm. And that helps my work because it's like, mm. you know, you, you know, you have this thing where you've done all these shorts and they do all right. You're like, oh, everything I'll do is great now. It's like, it's totally not true. Mm. Like, oh, it's like, it needs, <laughs> it needs other perspective, you know? And mm. I think I'm quite good at, at like taking notes. I'm like, I just expect them. Cause it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Getting notes. It's shit getting notes, mm. but like, that doing that kind of a lot of design work over the years has really made me go yeah of course you know you have to just adapt i think the nicest thing is when you're able to do both things when you're able to be in a position of control sometimes and then also like take notes and get feedback from other people and learn at other points as well but like i I do actually like if you don't mind like did you really make have heart on a train yeah 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 just and you were just, at how long is it either way? And oh, it's, a, it's an hour. It, well, at the time it was an hour and 45 there and back because there was train right. work. Right, right. Like loads more time than usual. And was it like a packed carriage or were you, did you have a little bit of space to yourself? Oh, no, it's not packed. No. Did you have a, like the, I've got, like the majority of it was there. Did you have, did you have like a mouse pad? Did you using the little? I, I like have a whack on like everywhere. It's like uh, my, okay. my other limb. Right, I'm, right. I've not got a Cintiq or anything like that. It's just right, like, right. I like, I use it as a mouse. And you just put it on the table and you were there drawing and. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But like, again, what I was saying earlier, it's like. I that found- makes me feel like an absolute piece of shit that I ha- I'm not making more stuff. Like. That is so like a piece of shit. I'm sure, I'm sure for some people that would be really motivating for me. Don't like, let him do that to you, Sam. Do don't, don't let him torment you like that. I remember there was a guy who made a short called Dr. Breakfast or something like that. It's not on Vimeo. And apparently he made that on his commute into like New York every day. And he was doing it on like a light box. Like he had a little light box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a... I might have told you this guy, but like I'm sure that I saw a making of a... That's um, excellent. You said like, I'm gonna uh, watch that when this is done. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But you have to bear in mind though that like, you know, it's kind of what I was saying a bit about earlier, finding the quickest way to do things. Like, I'd I'd have like a library of walks and you know, uh, blinks and you know, the the blinks are triggered by like hotkeys. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and it, again, it's like, oh yeah, you make the you're making this film and it's like mm. twelve minutes and it's. It's, but it, I've just like tried to like find the quickest way to do things all the time so I can like just fire it out. So it's, it's almost just like making uh, libraries of things. 
Are you, are you sort of scripting that stuff? Or are you working with people to do that? Are, we normally write it ourselves, really. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I mean programming rather than writing. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a programmer at all. Uh, okay. uh, I, I'd love to learn more Python, right, right. but like, I don't really know any of it, really. I'm really just, to I'm a total new. Right, right. To like Blender and just, just jumping in. You know, it, you know, you know. It's like it's it's just a bit obsessive about it, and it's like if you know, because I'm coming from the two D side of things, I kind of know what I'm after. Mm. It's not like oh, I'm going in and like learning like retopology and big three D concepts that are like scary and take mm -hmm. you know months of like working and you know professionally on it to actually start to get it. It's more like I, I know what I kind of. I want to get 2D working in there. Yeah. That's all I'm really pushing, you know. Just when you're learning a new piece, because because I've like we've we've had a big like kind of push towards Blender here as well over the last few years, and I like get these windows where I'm allowed to sit down with, or or just like I've got a bit of downtime and I'll yeah. like pick pick something up. I've been doing harmony last week, um, and then doing harmony. Yeah. Uh, and that was really fun because like it's quite quick to get up and running with and like there's loads of tutorials about it and stuff with blender it was uh i think it was right when there was there was like a big update and i i spent a week on it and i just i was in i was using grease pencil i guess that's that's not necessarily what you're using right now yeah it is really oh yeah. it is okay right um uh, and I'd, I'd play around with that for a bit and then i would push one button and then like just everything would explode and i'd be in because I'm yeah. not a 3D guy, right? And, and yeah, so me. I was suddenly, in, I, I was in like 3D world and I would be completely lost. And it felt for a minute like that could be the next big thing in 2D animation, but it feels like maybe it's just a little bit too complicated still. Uh, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I, they're making it better. Like I, right. I've already said like Wayne's film, it's like we could have like scanned, cause you know, it's a 3D film, like, you know, it's a stop frame film. Mm -hmm. We could have like scanned the, the space cause it's all set in like, kind of one main set, isn't it? We could have scanned the space and we could have used grease pencil to like draw the storyboard frames with all the right angles, get the cameras. We could have programmed the cameras in there. It's like, I think that's the way it's going. I think it, and it'll get easier, but I'm with you. It's like super, it's super, when you've not got, you know, you're running a massive studio, right? So it's like, you're busy. When I'm like here and I've got more time, between a job, like I've got weeks. It's like, yeah, I can really focus on it, but they'll make it easier. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely something I think. Hmm. Can I ask Ainsley, um, have, I guess like you focus more on kind of like stop motion and I guess you're exploring a bit with Blender, but um, has, hmm. and has your love for animation ever wanted to make you, or as an animator ever made you want to like, be uh, a freelance animator like you know go and work as an animator on other people's productions or on other on like on features or commercials because I guess there's like there is work out there even more so than ever for stop motion productions you know you've got things like Fantastic Mr Fox being made here and uh, Island so, Dogs and all that Island not, Dogs and that yeah not as an animator I don't I don't think I don't think I'm passionate enough about I don't think I could because it's like just you know it's it's physically grueling to be making stop motion for hours and hours a day and like yeah. I 
I think it's it's more about like the direction for it was more about directing something for me. Right. I did um I directed something for um the BBC for with McKinnon and Saunders okay. in Manchester, who uh they're amazing they're amazing. It's like they're 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 puppet makers and they've also got a studio. Um and so I went and did some and directed a three minute short for them. And you didn't animate on it, they animated. And I I didn't animate on it and, and so is that is that the only what? your neck out yeah i was gonna that's right i was gonna be animating i was gonna be animating and i i damaged my neck like just before. like six weeks before the shoot and what i was like Had just yeah, just basic anxiety about the uh, fact that i was about to become a dad uh, uh, put my neck out yeah. and um and like I was, the shoot day was coming closer and closer and closer. I was like, my net, I'll, I'll be better by the time we get it, I'll be better. And then it was like, as we got there, I realized I wasn't. So I had to get other animators. But I think that was the first time that I directed other stop motion animators. And like the, like the, having to, like after someone had spent hours and hours animating a shot to then have to go and see what they'd done and, see, and it not be quite right. Yeah, <laughs> and to have to say to them like, yeah. "Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Could we try it again one more time?" Um, yeah. That is the thing with stop motion is that like, if you someone does five seconds of animation and you see it and you're like, "Nope," you can't yeah. go back. You have to just start again, right? Start again. And I had to, I had to like take a deep breath and go, "Go on in, say it, say it, ask him to do it again." Like, and knowing, like, if I was him. Is that how you really know your neck? Someone got you in a headlock after you get the first <laughs> note. <laughs> if I was an animator on a stop motion set, I don't know how well I could take it with the director, uh, like looking, looking at what I've done. Let's have a look and going, it's not quite right. Could we do it again with, I would just be. Yeah, I'm so hard for that. Different, but I'm so used to that. You know, you know, like you have to just be like, no, redo it. Do we do it again? Is it do you different do when it's designed? On your own projects, though, like when you animate something on your for yourself, and you look you, back at you it. would never animate something twice because I'll get it right the first time. <laughs> what about you, Ainsley? You see, that's what I think as well because you're making it for yourself. You know what you want. You're going to animate it. You get it maybe very occasionally. You go ash and you do it again. But that, that happened actually in Chakov, the walk on the that the early scene. You did actually do that. But yeah, it's rare, though. It's rare. It's rare. Um, and all you know, also the first time you do something, it has a usually has an a, a, an energy to it that's like starts to die if you do it again and again and again. Do you know what? I'm exact. I feel exactly the same. But when I've been forced to redo the work because I like lost the file or that it corrupted or something, it is always better the second time. I'm always like, oh, that. I'm like, fuck! I've got to redraw all that stuff, and then. I'm like, it's not going to be as good, and it always is better. But if I did something I didn't like and I'd spent a lot of time on it, I'm not changing it. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's kind oh, of, it's a, like, hand on your heart. Like, do you not change stuff because you think you've done it right the first time or just that you just think, I can't emotionally go through that again? Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
linked to it. It's emotionally there. Yeah. I, you have a visceral reaction in to notes. No, I don't. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. That, I think that's one thing we're good because often, as as when we're when we collaborate on something, I think it's like on some subconscious level we're able to read like, is he losing his shit? Because if he is, I'm gonna keep it together. So it's yeah. like if one of us goes, oh, fuck this, fuck this, I can't yeah. believe not. The other one's like, no, no, it's cool, it's all right. Let's just read it. It'll be fine. It's like you kind of balance each other out in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sayings, the other like we'll get too specific, but remember you were getting a note. We were getting a note, and you said you caught yourself in the Zoom, and you're frown. Yeah. Like you caught oh, yeah. yourself, you caught yourself like looking at yourself very weird. It was like fuck. <laughs> Try, try a little bit. Oh no, shit! I have to change that face. I can't present them with that. What, what, what note was that? Was that for the film you were doing? I can't remember. I don't think it was. <laughs> so what, how, how comes you were getting given notes if you're making sure? Is this what you're saying about funders like wanting to review stuff? Oh yeah, I think it just never. I think the the act of filmmaking process. It's never when you're when you're funding. I think it's like they just. You know, it's their money they're putting in it. So they're, they're, there's, it's just a process of talking it through. Although I have to say, without we don't want to get too specific about the the film and the BFI and stuff. Um, in this, on this, you know, when you're working with the BFI, you are getting money from people who know a lot of things about films. Like yeah. They've done it, so it's like their notes are they're pretty good. Yeah. Um. There's not been anything that we've disagreed with, actually. Yeah. No. Well, apart from that one frown. From, well, yeah. <laughs> At the time, yeah, but he's probably right. But yeah, and it, it's it's not like anyone, it's not like, see, that's just an example right now, but it's not like anyone wants the film to be worse. No. Mm. You know I mean, it's like, it's all looking for this thing. It's like, mm -hmm. and when you're really busy and you know this, you know, in like, when it's stressful and hard to like, you're out in the woods and the rain and the snow, it's hard to see the, you know, things and see to see clearly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like having this external thing is good. But there's there's definitely I've said this before and I think it's fair that there's definitely an art to making a funded film, and there's definitely right. an art to make a non-funded film. And yeah. I, what would your tips be for that? Because I guess like you know we're making this for kind of the animation community, but also I'm sure there's a lot of young animators who are inspired by your work and would want to do that. Like what what tips would you give for that art or getting a for making a funded film? I think it I I genuinely think being really open to thoughts is a big one. Like what we've just said. Like really like even when we think our ideas are great and it's brilliant and we've written the script and we don't need to rewrite it too many times and we've got funding we're good to go let's do it it's like no we you need to really be open-minded to like you know like oh god make fe this feature film is totally different and it's a better film you know like be open-minded to like uh hearing what other people think about it and i think i think that's really true i think that's really true because i think often what what you think you're saying isn't it come it's coming across slightly differently mm. you know it's a it's a it's a language and and you think you're saying something in a certain way and so to hear someone hopefully someone intelligent who understands film say to you 
what I'm getting when you do this is is this. You know, what I what I'm feeling when you make this bit of film like this is this. And it's like it's really it's really helpful. I would what, what happens if you say no, I I don't agree with that. I'm not going to do that. Well, I think it's a negotiation, isn't it? Yeah. And I think like, in our in our in our experience now, uh, it's like you know our crash course experience with this current film. It's like we've often just agreed because they're right. But like I yeah. think if we really I think if you really disagreed, particularly if you're down there grafted making it, you would. We would have a good reason for that. I think yeah. so. I think so. I don't think I, I I might be wrong, but I get the impression that the notes that they give you are just notes to help you to take or leave and to help right. you. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't think they're dictating anything. I think if I really passionately disagreed and said, you know, and, and wanted it a certain way, I, I I think I think they would let that happen. Yeah. I remember I being at college. I remember being at college and you know at college when you're doing a thesis film or whatever you know you get a ton of notes from your tutors yeah I, I remember at the time being like you know that one was really great and I'm going to ignore that one and I'm going to ignore that one yeah and you know yeah. you know I mean it, it's just to help you along really I mean I, I think but that's often, almost to, to me to me, that's right. the definition of being a director is like knowing what feedback to ignore and what feedback to take on, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Because often you know, like often when I get a note, um, the ones that hit you are like ones that you've kind of foggily yeah. sensed yeah. on some level that yeah. you've not wanted to address either because yeah. you think it'll cause you too many problems. Or you've yeah. got to reanimate that scene. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do another tiny bit of animation again. Yeah. Now, it's something you, for some reason, you've been not, you not wanted to think it. And then someone yeah. comes out and you go, shit, they're right. You know, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you hear yourself getting defensive about something and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. I, yeah, I always feel not... like when you have to, yeah, like when you, when you have to explain it to them. Yeah. Like if someone goes, I'm not really getting that. And you go, well, it's because this. And you end up explaining it for five minutes. Then you go, well, obviously it didn't work because they didn't get any of that. I'm just watching it. Yeah, that's it. It's fine, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's fu it's funny because you know there's there's a bit like that you know in you know there was a, a scene in your filming and it's like you kind of stop shooting because you're like right we're done, but then there was a no like it needs to do something else, and you you know you knew that that was right. Yeah. And it, then it's like. Then there's a you know if you're busy you're like oh how do I fix this like we you know well it's, I suppose like, I suppose it's it's hard because there's no def there's no a lot there's a lot of argument around this about is there a definitive right or wrong is there you know it's not like sport is it we're making art so it's always like I I'm I'm always a little annoyed when when someone says it doesn't work. Because mm -hmm. I'm always like, well, you know, it, 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 there's this, this, the shades of grey. It's art. It's like, you know, it's it can be better or worse. Yeah, but so it's it's really hard sometimes to go like, that's wrong. It needs fixed. Because mm. it could all some things. Everything can always be better. So, do you guys give each other notes? I guess you do, right? Like, oh yeah. And how often do you, how often does it happen where one of you gives the other one a note? And then that person ignores it. 
Like how, how often do you feel like you're watching the actual film and you're like, I'm really glad that person didn't listen to my advice or I really wish that he'd listened to my advice in that way. We're pretty open, aren't we? Yeah. We're pretty like, we, we'll just like, we kind of really listen to each other, I think. There's some times where I've, I'll go to you, maybe on a, maybe a less like authored short film, I might go to you, I've done all the animation, I'm not fucking doing anything else. Uh, take so a, many notes. So just, just be nice, and, but I'm sort of joking. And then you'll go, you should, you know, take two puffs of the cigar. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you're probably right. And then it's my favorite bit. Yeah. So like, there's a bit of that, but I think generally- And I, I think that actually is the most important part of our collaborating. Actually, that is like, what do you think? And having the other person talk about it. I yeah. think that is kind of, that chemistry, if you can find people like that is, it's such so an important valuable. thing. I think that's lot. I think that I owe a lot of our our success as a as a brand aligned mm -hmm. to that chemistry of people where I just I trust their opinion. You know, yeah. like if you meet a random client that you're doing a job for, like you can you have to suss out whether or not like you understand their opinions good or not yeah. because you don't really know them. You don't know what their taste levels are. And so it's a, it's a harder thing. You're kind of going, is that right? Is that not like, is this, what are they into normally? And you try and work out that way. Whereas like if Sam, Wes, Bjorn or James tell me something, or I Max. don't have to, uh, or Max, or Max, uh, uh, Max never gives me notes. <laughs> no, uh, but um, yeah, if any of the other lads uh, would give me notes, I don't even have to really question it too much. Cause I just, I, I, I know it's probably coming from a, correct place and and that, and as our studios expanded and we get a good working relationship with the other animators and producers that we're expanding that kind of uh pool of people who we respect their opinions i think um, it's i think it's also just knowing where someone's coming from right like yeah. if you know somebody really well you know where their you know their opinion's going to be coming from and it's like they could say something really sincerely and they could be like i really think you should should change this I'm like, yeah, but that's where you and me differ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, and that's yeah. and that's fine. You know, but you have to. It takes quite a long time to get to know that about. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, I agree with that. It works in the in the reverse way. Like, if you, you know, if I know Sam's particular type of humor is not my particular type of humor, and he makes a comment because it's something that he would find interesting or funny to see, but I'm like, well, I know that's not what I would find funny. Then I could make that decision to be like, okay, that's probably not a comment I'm going to address as an example. Um, so yeah, it works both ways, I think, on that. I think it takes a long time to get your head around that stuff. And I think that's what like any kind of working relationship mm. with. Like, I don't think is, I, you know, we've been talking about it a bit recently about kind of throwing people together into like directing duos. Yeah. And it's a really like, it's a really hard thing to, to do if people have never worked together. Like you, oh, like so the bad. first couple of times you do it, it's delicate, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I could, I'm not sure if I could make a film with someone else. No, I'm not sure I could either. We, we, you know, we kind of tiptoed our way in as well, wasn't it? It was like, I, I suppose it was being at art school allowed that a little mm -hmm. bit because you're, you're both, you're very much making your own thing and you have a lot of space and a lot of time and all the facilities to kind of, you know, look over each other's shoulder and yeah. start talking about it. It's like, 
it happened quite gradually in that way. People have mentioned this because I've, you know, I've occasionally worked with other folk and it's like, you know, just helping out. And it's like, it is a great, it's a, such a great thing to have someone else to, you know, make work with. Mm. Maybe if you're not doing it all the time or whatever, we are really lucky like that mm. because it's, it must be really hard doing it totally on your own. I imagine it, yeah. Another yeah. bit of advice would be like, find, you know, just find, uh, I don't know, be open-minded to work with someone, mm. team up yeah. with someone. And, I think that's it. And, and, and I think like find someone, and again, it doesn't, they don't have to be, in the same type making the same kind of animation no, i think it might you know so you don't need to be don't go looking for sort of collaborator that has a certain skill set it's just someone whose mind you trust and yeah who, who trusts you who you, you have an understanding with that's that's a great thing and i think yeah, I, I think sorry, i think i think our me and will's working relationship has been an evolving thing as well it's like when you were saying it must be so hard being on your own mm. making something that must be hard but it must also get hellish when you're in a, a partnership where you're always making things together mm, that yeah. must get quite suffocating too mm. you know the fact that we've been able to make our own things and go and yeah. do things separately and then we keep coming back together it's like it keeps it fresh it keeps it interesting you know that's yeah. a really good point yeah yeah because i guess you after directing site with someone, I guess you are making compromises, even if you know you're you're both trying to drive a, a, the project in the same direction. Like, I think on every project, you concede at least one thing to to the other person because you're like, well, they let me add that one, I'll let them add that one, or whatever. But um, mm -hmm. but I I think coming together and, and making stuff with people, it gives you a different result. Like, I think your work together is different when you, than when you work separately and completely. Yeah. And I think that's that's interesting. And and like even like me and Sam directed something for the first time uh, last year together, and we'd never we haven't talked since. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time I've seen him. But we both made a project that we I've never you know we both never made something like that before. Um, and the result is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah. and, and I think. It's different than what either of us would have done. Yeah, or if own, me yeah. and Max would have done, or me yeah. and Wes would have done. And I think like kind of reconfiguring. It's like it's, it's like ingredients almost. You know that you're putting together, and you're going to get a different kind of like recipe at the end of it. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. interesting actually because in in our longer film, we it's it's largely about mine and Ainsley's relationship, creative relationship. Like we, which we, film? Sorry, the the longer film, a cat called okay. that we're going to release soonish. Like it really is. It'd be I'd love you to see it when it's ready because it's like yeah, it's really about that. Like, like we have a supervising editor at the moment, and he's like, it's you know, originally about your mom, and originally about you know cancer and dealing with this difficult thing and not communicating with family. It's really kind of about your creative relationship with Ainsley. Hmm. You know, it's it, and it is, and it and it's hard actually sometimes. You know, it's tense, mm. but like really important mm. and i think hopefully narratively it, it you know it, it makes sense how like so, so the last like year and a half has obviously been obviously been like pretty mad like how how's that how much has that changed stuff for you guys in the way that you work and stuff has it been like a a, a huge thing or is it kind of just about the same 
I think it's been quite reassuring in a, in a way. Um, I think it's been a bit of a lifeline, actually. Um, like we've spoken pretty regularly on on Skype. And there's a funny, there's a blurry line between what is work and what is just talking shit to each other and having a laugh, you know? And I really like that. I think that's quite important. Because mm. um, often just, because it, it makes me, not not that, you know, I wouldn't like to think that there has, we have to justify the time I spend with Will by thinking, oh, I'm kind of working. Um, but often just when we're hanging out and having a laugh, that's when we come up with a little thing that's interesting yeah. or funny. And then months or years later, we'll, we'll be in a thing, we'll be in a mm. place with some creative problem and it'll be like, oh, this, you know, that idea will suddenly be useful and relevant. Um, and so like the last year and a half, it's kind of said to me that's like, you know, I mean, we were separated anyway. I, I was living in Edinburgh until two and a half years ago and then I moved to Newcastle. Um, but the last year and a half, you know, we still, we speak on Skype regularly and it's like the distance kind of in lockdown kind of hasn't stifled things that much. No. And to be honest, we've been sort of working on Shackle the whole time, really. Because yeah. it was delayed heavily because of COVID. But like, you know, we are obviously very good friends, but there's, you know, there was always like an anchor of like, well, we need to organize this, 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 we can get batteries and make that thing. So we're always kind of like got a couple of productions that we're kind of doing, you know, like, so, so yeah, I think it's been okay, actually. Reassuring was the word you used, was it, Ains? Yeah. Um, that's probably the right one for me too. Mm. I've, I've effectively retrained in another software so i feel great so like uh so so yeah i i, I find it very similar it's been very similar for i think i don't know what other animators think but like you're kind of used to being in your own and working away you know it's like it, i've i've just been able to do that and animation hasn't stopped so we've still managed to mm earn a living so yeah. pretty lucky as well that, that would be the other one yeah yeah definitely oh uh, yeah i feel similarly i think um we were i was so terrified when covid hit that like the business that we just spent all this time trying to just get off the ground was just going to crumble <laughs> like uh and it seems to have uh you know kept going and in a time when uh, so many people have been struggling i'm can't believe we we picked a, an industry that was somewhat pan, pandemic proof. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Completely I'm I'm so intrigued. I feel like I want to do one of these the other way around. Like I'm so intrigued by like because you know it's there's so much there's so much between Will and I that goes on that I can't imagine how you get what is it five of you? Six. Six. Six partners and yeah, 20, 20 permanent staff. Yeah, yeah I think it's big. It's mad. Yeah. I don't know how you... Are you all in? Uh, we, we can't get into this now. Maybe. <laughs> this, this is it's another one. Yeah. All in, all the chips are in. <laughs> Can you do a special, please, where you get everyone who you've Zoomed and then we all just ask you questions? 
just shout at us. Yeah, if you want to, if you <laughs> yeah, want to do, do a it. podcast, you can do one. Oh, <laughs> and, and invite us in on an. It would be a bit weird for us to like organize a podcast and just talk about ourselves. The whole time. Yeah, <laughs> true. Interested to know though, you know, like the six of you, how you, how you make it work. How do you make, How do you have consensus? That's how like decisions. So, that's so foreign for me. Yeah, for us, like God. It's interesting. Yeah, like we're so used to our two of us. You know. To yeah. be honest with you, like I, like my feeling is I find it easier. Because like what you were saying about that you don't always work together, mm. like you, you like directing something together with somebody is this really intense relationship, and you can you can like have this you know intense relationship and then you can have this other intense relationship and it's like, you know you've you you're sort of, um, yeah you're sort of spreading your time with different people and different dynamics and kind of mixing mm. it up as you guys say. So. We, we and we don't direct as a unit like yeah. uh, we're no, not like no one, six directors. Like, it's always one. No, I know that. But but like even just like as a company, like deciding how you organize yourselves and what you're going to do and who's going to do what. That's why we have uh, people like Will who are producers who just run <laughs> run the shop. Like a lot of credit goes to like uh, yeah, for sure. the staff that we have here. You know, mm. I think also it's just that thing about you know you talk you you, you guys were talking about um, how long it takes to build up a relationship and trust and all that kind of stuff. Like I, like definitely at the beginning there was a lot of like people pointed in different directions and gradually over the years, we've sort of, I think started pointing in the same direction mm. and that, yeah. you know, your, the, your, your differences, you, you kind of start to understand and you sort of like take them in your stride and all of that. I, kind of I think also when we started, we were, it was not the easiest way to start a company. So we were, there was a bit of a kind of like, Oh, we're all in it together, guys. We've got to make this work, you know, like, uh, and so that, that kind of pulled us together, I think, you know, Mm. Um, because we just all wanted to to succeed you know in what we were trying to accomplish and like when you're making a film it's like you need to get this film finished like you've been making mm. it for eight years like there's yeah. a bond there's that film has brought you guys together in a bond mm. and you will see it to the end even if it takes you another two years I know you said it's going to be finished at the end of next year yeah, but yeah. I yeah. believe that what however many months or years or days are left you are fin you are finishing in that and yeah. I think that kind of bond is what drives you forward, you know? Mm. Yeah, well, you're doing it all right with the line. Stuff's fucking wicked. Thank you. It's, it's pretty Thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's super special. It's like, wow. Yeah. How can you always be doing cool shit? Feels like that now. It didn't feel like yeah. that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like that. Well, um, do you have anything else you wanted to... Um, I feel like I did have a question. I guess, like, just just from a kind of perspective of um, film funding, uh, I guess they're like, I mean, I think everyone who gets into animation wants to make their own stuff, you know, like, or that motivated them initially. Like, and we, I guess you guys are kind of really successful at at, at doing that and making shorts and doing your own stuff and, and getting funding. What advice would you have to people, you know, coming up behind us who want to make, or coming up behind you who want to make short films and, and acquire funding? Is there any uh, schemes that you recommend? I or... mean, this would be good advice for us as well because we've literally yeah, never yeah, yeah, we've never done it yeah. successfully for anything yeah. before. So, um... well, you know what, our 
we're very lucky in that we're in a small pool up in Scotland and Scotland ain't that big. And, you know, we, well, did both live here until quite recently. Mm. It must be so hard to get funding down in London. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, it's, it, I, I, I don't know what the answer to the question is about. So funding. does all your money come from the, the Scottish film uh, industry or? No, no, no. You see, and again, we don't, uh, we, there isn't a huge amount, I don't think. Like we've had funding for a short, but it, you know, in the region of like, I think Monkey, what was Monkey, 30 grand? Less, I think it was 20. 25 or something, I can't remember. We were producing that to Cam, but, mm. but you know, and that, you know, that evaporated, but again, super delighted that we got that. But like, that was a scheme of five films, I think, you know, in a small pool up in Scotland. To get funding elsewhere, I, I don't know. I th- I, it's a really hard question to answer. Okay. Um, I think, I think this, ooh, okay, what am I going to say? I think find, finding a producer is super, super mm. important. Like we're doing some theater work with our friend, Martin Green. He, uh, he has a great producer and he can find money kind of anywhere with like, you know, he'll go to Arts Council England and he'll go to some technology fund that the British Council are running you know he's really got his eye on that and that's his that's how his brain's wired and that's you know he's not doing the creative thing he's going and he's he's a producer finding yeah mm-hmm. finding the cash for it and we are in a fortunate position that we know each other so well I'm the perfect producer for Ainsley because we know each other inside out and I know what he needs you know so in a way we got our funding because we're a great team or we seem like a great Mm. team because who else like no one else it's like the best team for what we need to do because we've got it we've got experience so i guess advice would be like maybe just to really try and find a producer that that Mm. really gets you or yeah collaborate with someone who don't be on your own because it'll be very difficult I would also encourage people to think about their pitches as like a piece of art in itself. Like you want to, you don't need to have everything figured out. All you need to do is to make people feel um, interested. And like, so if you, if you make a film that's like really comes from you and only you could make, and present try and think of it like a piece of theater like your pitch try and make it like just try and make it interesting compelling and like intrigue just build intrigue so that people are looking at it are like that person definitely has to make that film and i want to see what they're going to make yeah you know i think that is important i i I like that i love that sentiment of you know, showing a film that only you could make, you know, mm. like, because that's ultimately what we want to hear is voices. Like. Yeah. Particularly in short film as well, because even, you know, even when you get funding, you're not going to come out at the end with a lot of money and it's not going to go on to make a lot of money. Mm. So yeah. all you can really be doing is like refining your voice as an artist and discovering things about the art form. Like that's, it's a, you're practicing in a yeah. way. 
and and I hate I don't like saying that because it that diminishes short film and makes you say you're just practicing to make features and that and I don't I don't think that um but my point is you know you're not you're not going to be financially rewarded in any way even when you get funding for the film that's a really that's a really good point and the, the only thing I would add is that we are all you know you guys as well we're all kind of like got a bit of you know people knowing who we were and enjoying our work because we were doing things because we just had to you know like we all made films for no money and that's really rewarding too and there's yeah. a good point is we get money for a short but it's not a lot really no I, I don't let it get in the way either I, it makes me so sad when I see like artists and filmmakers going like oh you know I was going to make this film and then but I can't get any funding yeah. So rejections from film festivals today. Everyone hears the good stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? You, you hear the good stuff. The good stuff goes out, mm. but it's like, also, you're not getting, and you're not getting funding, and it shouldn't stop you. No funding for half part. No, hmm. and and like we were saying before, it's like sometimes the more money you get, it doesn't necessarily get you a better product. Sometimes it's like if you can't get funding just find a way, it, particularly with short films, like some of the best ones are made so cheap, like maybe by making it cheaper and cheaper, it's like the film will actually be better for it, you know? Yes. Stem is made for 5,000 pounds. And, and you know, that's great. And I, I, I got that money from Puppet Animation Scotland. That's another, anybody in Scotland, I would point them towards Puppet Animation Scotland, they're great. Okay. Um, and really the, it was 5,000 pounds which just let, gave me like a few months to go, okay, I'm just going to be in this room for a few months and make a little, a little film. Yeah. So yeah. don't be scared. What you wanted to do, you know, with passion and, you know, like you said, like work on your pitch and your, this is what I want to do. And then that's infectious, you know, and you'll get supported in some way, even with advice. Mm. that pushes you on you know great well thank you for being so generous with your time and uh, yeah thanks guys i know it's and, late and uh and, knowledge. and it's been such a pleasure to properly get to sit down and talk with you man i hope we get an opportunity to be face to face and have a few drinks together man oh yeah we really look forward to that well look after yourselves yeah i look forward to, look forward to seeing this uh yeah, the film wait. oh that's so scared both of them 2025 and, and both. Yeah. 2022 sorry 2022 yeah hopefully it's 2025 <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks guys all right take care take care guys. Evening, guys bye thanks take care everyone well i hope you enjoyed that interview uh, with will and ainsley uh, i just want to take this opportunity to thank them for their time and generosity like with uh, how candidly they they spoke about their processes and how they go about film funding um, I also want to thank Jordan McGarry from the BFI Network who uh, got in touch with us about wanting to see if we wanted to do these podcasts again and, and kindly funding them through the BFI Network. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the BFI Network is a national lottery funded institution uh, who have always supported um, filmmakers in, in both uh, animation and live action and they have a fund that's open twice a year where you can get uh, film funding to make some short films. Uh, you can find out information about that via the website, which is network.bfi.org. 
www.ethicsmartcoaching.org.uk. We'll post that link below in the description, as well as uh, their social media handles where you can find more information about who they are and what they do. Um, and if you want to hear any more about us, uh, we run an animation studio in London called The Line. Um, if you go to www.thelineanimation.com, you can find a portfolio of all of our work there and um, you can uh, find links to all our socials um, as well. just want to say a huge thanks again to Will and Ainsley for their time. It, it was really, really appreciated. Um, yeah, you guys were extremely generous and um, I learned a lot. So thanks again. Cheers for watching. See you next time. Take care, guys. Thank <laughs> you.